So money metrics and marketing metrics fit into how you understand really the health of your business and what's working and what's not working. And so the value of it is that it takes a lot of the emotion and guesswork out of deciding what to do next in your business and what to focus on. Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey listeners, I'm super, super excited. We are starting a new Facebook group and we are really just going to pull back the curtain and show you all kinds of ways that you can just constantly get ideas to execution, ideas to execution. So check out the link in the show notes and join the community. I can't wait to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your host, Chris Ford, and today we have Carolyn O'Brien in the house. Now, listen, she's going to talk to us about metrics, but I'm going to be honest, numbers are not my friend, and I gave her some pushback on this. I'm like, listen, I think this is going to be a dry topic, and I'm not good at math, and I find numbers really stressful for entrepreneurs because all you do is know the numbers you don't have that you think you need, and I don't, I have never found that soothing, but Carolyn assures us that she can guide us through this process and heaven help us almost start to like metrics. All right. No pressure, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited that somebody else is excited about numbers because listen, I, I argue that this, there is nobody worse in the world at math than me. And I know metrics are not really about math. It's just sort of seeing where the numbers go, but I believe in the part of the brain where they gave you the math aspect, there is like an open window with leaves flowing around that side of my brain. And I have stories to prove it, but you did show me some stuff where you can make it more interesting. And I do see the value in that in my own company. Like we do track things now week to week, we have a stats meeting in, but it took me a long time to get there. And I think I missed out on a lot of things. So let us know, first of all, why should we focus on metrics? So and what are focus- metrics? Hold on. Sorry. And even what are metrics? We're not just talking, you know, like what are metrics? Are we talking yeah. about sales, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So when you're thinking about metrics, when it comes to your business, the first thing you want to look at are what I call money metrics. So if you're running a business, you need to know the money coming in, the money coming out. And so what is a metric, right? A metric is a quantifiable number or data point that you can track on a regular basis to understand what's happening in the business. So money metrics and marketing metrics fit into how you understand really the health of your business and what's working and what's not working. And so the value of it is that it takes a lot of the emotion and guesswork out of deciding what to do next in your business and what to focus on. So a lot of the times, let me jump in for a sec though. 
So sometimes I'm sure we've all experienced this, or maybe I'm the only one like back in the day, in the beginning, I didn't want to look at numbers because it was too painful. Like I knew I was operating at a loss in the beginning and, but I had a plan and I just had to stomach it and grunt it out and stuff like that. But if we had done it your way and we took the emotion out of it, I might've seen, you know, it's not just about the sales. Like I need more sales. I might've seen where where I could get more sales or where the hole in the boat was versus just having it one big thing of I'm not making enough profit to my, to my desire. Is it, would that be your argument? Exactly. So maybe your sales conversion or how many people are actually buying is pretty good, but the hole in the boat, as you said, is the number of people showing interest in your business, the leads, mm, maybe that's okay. where you need to focus. And right. so without tracking kind of that funnel or the customer journey, you don't really have an idea of where to focus your attention and energy and decide how to move forward in your business and what decisions to make. Yeah. And that's a good argument. And I know, you know, close your eyes and, <laughs> and pray and don't, I don't want to look at the numbers is a tactic that has probably been used by many. But I know for me where I often tie things into health and fitness because everybody at some point is wanting to lose five pounds, right? And so it's kind of like when somebody makes you journal your food activities and that seems, oh, that's ridiculous. That's labor intensive, all this stuff. But I've seen it where I'm, I focus on health. So people will come to me and my family or somebody wants to lose weight or something. And all of a sudden they're like, well, I only had a turkey burger for lunch. It was really good. It was low fat. And then because we're not, you know, they're not writing everything down. They didn't notice that they put like four tablespoons of mayo. That's 200 calories. So there's all these hidden numbers. It's like, oh, that's, or they had a big old smoothie from a coffee shop that was made of fruit, but that's like 1200 calories. So they're thinking, no, I only ate the burger, but there's so many other numbers there. They didn't understand. So I think, is that in the vein of what you're talking about is like, look, don't just get your stomachs nauseous because your sales aren't where you want them to be there's all these other things we can change that perhaps would really not only improve your numbers, but make you, you know, more enlightened and more empowered, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And so the key is basically like starting, right? Like even okay. when you're tracking the calories you're taking in on a daily basis, you have to start somewhere, but right. then kind of once you get the hang of looking at a couple of metrics, getting comfortable with it, then you can really break it down to determine where those holes are or exactly what's going on. And so, you know, I work with people who say like, just nothing's working right now. I'm not getting enough mm. sales. And then when you break down and you look at maybe like, okay, the leads coming into the business and how many of those people are purchasing, but in between that, they're maybe landing on a page, right? Mm. And then are they going to a sales page, to a checkout page? And if you start tracking each of those steps, you can kind of see where the breakdown is and figure out what may need to be fixed in order to increase that sales number at the end of the funnel or the end of the customer journey. Yeah, and they might have had sales for sales opportunities for sales calls and only got two and they're beating themselves up, but that's 50%, which is way exactly. above the average, right? So so you're right, looking at the numbers is is the mature thing to do. I wasn't always mature, but I, it is it is the grown up entrepreneurial thing to do. Okay. So that's why we want to focus on our metrics because it will let us know what we need to work on. Exactly. Right. It's not all or nothing. I don't have enough sales. I'm not making enough money. So just put your head down, work later, come in earlier. That's not the solution, right? Okay. So where do we start when we're looking at metrics? Yeah. So the first thing, if you're running a business, it has to be the money metrics. 
What okay. are the rev what's the revenue? What's the sales numbers? Are there refunds involved? And then the only additional metric that I say start with is the number of leads or the number of people showing interest in your business. Because if you don't have that, you really don't have a full picture of how many people are converting. And so those are the ones to start with. When you get comfortable there, then you can kind of add on all of the additional aspects, but it becomes overwhelming for people if they think, oh my gosh, I have all these pages. I have mm. my website I wanna look at traffic for, you know, I have all these different sales figures. Just start with the basic money metrics in your business and then slowly incrementally add on additional metrics you wanna look at. I work with clients for, I've been working with some clients for a couple of years and we're still revising the numbers we're looking at or changing how we're looking at things. And it's been two years and we're still adding and revising. So right. don't feel like it's all or nothing. Start small and then grow. Right. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Oh, what's the other oh, Somebody on another show just said something better than level one is better than level none, something like that. Right. So just start somewhere and you can tweak it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we do that too. You're right. We have a stats meeting every week and we're always looking at stuff and tweaking. Okay. I do need to know this number, or maybe I don't need to know that number, but at least I know something now. So just get started and it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be really simple. It's just a, a very basic spreadsheet through Google, whatever you talk about also, and I really resonate with this, making it visually pleasing. I'm, I, I know initially when people start working with me, I think they think I'm a little crazy trying to make these things pretty, but if it doesn't, and I've, heaven help me, I've read whole books on just how white space soothes the eye and how people navigate through information more, you know, eloquent, like just, it's more digestible if it's laid out a certain way. So I'm really big on that as well, because I used to hate, hate, hate spreadsheets. Like, to me, it was just like a whole bunch of numbers yelling at you at the same time. And then one person in my team, she, oh my gosh, she just makes some look numbers look interesting and fun. And I'm sure she could get NASA to launch a rocket ship every Friday with the numbers she's got. So now I'm all about it. But before I fought it for a really long time, but it was really how the information was given to me, how it was laid out. And that's a big part of what you believe in as well. Yes. A hundred percent. Because a lot of CEOs or business owners, they consider themselves to be visionaries, right? Like they're not in the numbers. They're scared of the numbers. They hate spreadsheets. Oh, I so thought I was alone. Okay. <laughs> right. so I just thought I was in the group trying to pretend like, oh, look at me. I'm pretending I'm smart, but they don't know how I'm so bad at numbers. So, so then lots of them hate numbers. Okay. Good, good, yes. good. Feel, moment and for so Chris feeling better about herself. Okay. What I found is that if you can graphically represent these numbers in a spreadsheet, it makes a huge difference, right? So right. looking at a spreadsheet of 50 lines, even with multiple columns of data, even for myself, like your eyes glaze over. It's hard to see trends. It's hard to kind of pick apart every column to figure out like, what should I be looking at? Yes, I see all these numbers on the page, but like, what do I do with this? And so I found making graphs or charts um, from the data makes a huge difference for the business owner who needs to look at it, for analyzing, and then for making decisions based on it. Looking at a bar graph to see sales conversion week over week it's a lot easier to spot trends and to see what's going on than if you're looking at numbers in a single column on a Google sheet. And so start with the Google sheet, of course, that's where you track it, but then determine a way to visualize it 
you can make graphs and charts in Google Sheets, in Excel. There's multiple dashboard platforms that you can use. Um, I happen to use Google Data Studio because it connects so easily to a Google Sheet. But just representing it in a visual way makes a huge difference. And another thing I always say is- Hold on, let me jump in there for just for a second, yeah. if you don't mind. First of all, that bar graph is a deal. That is the, that is the only thing I- so help me in all my years of grade school and high school. It's the only thing I did well in math. And here's the sad story. Not only could I understand the bar graphs, but I colored them in. <laughs> I was like, here we go. This, this I can do. So I have fond memories of bar graphs. It's the only thing that ever was nice to me. But then I think let's not skip over this because until we chatted, I did not know of data studio, Google data studio. Yep. I had, I had never heard of that. It wasn't something I avoided and like, no, I'm not a numbers person. I did not know of that. And you showed that to me too. So do they just, do we just Google in data studio? Is that where it takes us? Just go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just type in on your, in your browser, Google data studio, you're going to be brought to it and it's a free software. If you have okay. a, a G suite account or Google workspace, they're calling it now. Um, you can use it for free. And it connects directly to Google Sheets. It also connects to other platforms um, through different API integrations. I find Google Sheets the easiest because that's typically where we're dropping data in. It's okay. the easiest way to get started. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that to be a game changer in terms of easily visualizing data. Once the dashboard is set up in there, it, it auto updates. So it's dynamic, right? Oh. As soon as the data is as soon as the data is in the Google sheet, it updates. Okay. So it's basically like there's an initial setup. Yes. But from there, as soon as the data is entered in the sheet, it updates automatically. You can look at things in on a daily way, in a daily way, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever time frame you want. You can easily update the graphs, add new pages, change how you're looking at things. And so it's totally customizable and flexible to how you want to look at data. And so that's the thing that I was saying is that I may create a dashboard. It's good for, you know, a quarter or two. And then we think, okay, we actually want to look at things a little bit differently or like, let's compare quarter over quarter for the last year and see how things are when we're typically looking at things on a weekly basis. And Google data studio allows you to do that pretty easily. Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen, I'm on all kinds of podcasts. People are all kinds of people come on my show. I, I think I really have a healthy network. I'm out there. I've been doing this a while. Never heard of it. Never. Okay. So, okay. Never heard of it. So we want to be looking at the money metrics. Then what are some, like, once we do that, like, when are we diving too deep? When are we not diving deep enough? What do you do? How much time do we spend on this? Like, what does this look like in our day-to-day -day yeah. life? So what I like to do is just build in a process so it's a weekly thing, right? Like every Monday morning, you or a team member has it, you know, in your project management tool that you're going to pull metrics on a weekly basis. The only time I will say to do it more frequently than that is if, if you're in the middle of a launch or a promotion, oh, because like, right. yes, you want to make sure nothing's broken or like if you need yeah. to make last minute tweaks or adjustments, you have the ability to do it. But otherwise, weekly makes the most sense from what I've okay. seen. Okay. Um, because if you think about things like on a daily basis, there's a ton of fluctuations. Uh, I even look back to this last year and like everything that happened in our world, right? Like random things that were happening in the news and across the media were, could affect traffic levels and all of that. So if you're making decisions on daily numbers, 
then you may not be seeing the whole big picture, right? Or if someone right. lands on a page, maybe they go back to that page the next day. But if you were looking at a conversion for one day only, you may not be able to see the effect of that. So weekly, I also think weekly is a lot more easy to swallow for someone who's just getting yeah. started is on a Monday, start with weekly metrics. Yeah. Then what I say is then you can start to aggregate things on a, a monthly and quarterly basis, but oh, start okay. weekly, just get the data in and then start tracking trends. Once you have a couple weeks worth of data, you'll be able to spot trends and you'll be able to see where you want to focus your attention. And that's okay. when you can start to decide, okay, I need to change this, this aspect, or I need to focus on this aspect. And that's now, when you can start to dive in. Are you even talking about like, do you track social media? Like where is, is there things that are, like, when does it stop or does it get addictive or, or there are just things that are not worth your time? So social media, I think comes up a lot because some people think it's vanity metrics and I don't really care how many followers I have. I say, if it's important to your business, then track it, right? If you okay. care about the followers or if your audience is on Instagram, then yeah, you probably do want to track the followers or engagement happening on those platforms. Um, but if social media is not part of your business, you don't care about followers, it doesn't impact the bottom line, then don't worry about it. Don't focus your attention there. But, you know, in addition to kind of the money metrics, it's email metrics, right? How many emails mm. are going out? What's the open yeah. rate? What's the click-through rate? Um, page, uh, page views, page conversion, um, you know, check out page views, check out page conversion. And then um, you can start to look at what I call kind of like CRM metrics or basically looking at, you know, percent repeat customers or what's the retention of, of your audience or, or of your customers. And so there's a, a, a bunch of different things you can slowly add on, but I don't want to get anyone overwhelmed thinking about every single thing right? Start right. somewhere and then add as you get more and more comfortable. Yeah, that makes sense. I know for us, we do that. And then my social media person, she even has a thing where we repost something and change the title. So we have a comparison mm -hmm. like, okay, this post, this title, oh my gosh, did way better than that one. And it was, it was the same content. It was just a different title. So we, we even learned that shorter titles seem to do better so that it is really interesting when you start doing it, but you're right. Start somewhere and then you can always add on versus closing your eyes and, ah. yeah. <laughs> and I love how you brought up your team member who does social, because I yeah. think one of the things you can realize is that you can set, you know, goals and KPIs and, and breakout metrics based on the team members you have and their responsibilities. If you have yeah. someone focus on social media, then yeah, you should track the performance to see if like they're hitting their goals and their KPIs. If you have someone focused on email marketing, then you want to make sure those numbers are being tracked. And so then metrics becomes, how is your team performing? And do I need to make adjustments based on our goals, our KPIs, our team members? Yeah. And you guys know, I'm all about leveraging your time, the 60, 40 formula being in creation mode, 60% of the time and admin mode, 40% of the time. So I will tell you that when we meet for our stats meeting, it's about 15 minutes. And I would say it might take anyone to gather the numbers that I, that they're going to spoon feed to me for us to discuss. I would say the way it's set up, it takes each one of them 15 minutes to do that. Right. So it doesn't, have to be labor intensive. And I did avoid it way too long, like shockingly. So I, I'm embarrassed to say it was just sort of like, you, you just thought 
it's kind of like when you're when you used to get snail mail and like i don't think i'll open that bill I'll wait till they send me it in a different color right <laughs> then i know i have a problem so okay so when do people like so you know you've got a corporate background and then you deal with businesses and when would you say like hey entrepreneurs you're missing the boat if you don't start like what is it you bring to the table that, okay, I'm looking at numbers, but when you look at them, obviously you do it differently. So what does that look like and why, why would we be doing that? Yeah. So I think what I try to help business owners see is that it's never too early to really start tracking metrics, okay. right? I think a lot of the times, even service-based businesses or service providers feel like I'm just like working with a couple of clients here or there. Like, I don't really have metrics to start tracking. But the reality is you do have some numbers to start tracking, whatever that is. Maybe it's DM conversations you're having. Maybe it's right. discovery calls, right? So it's never too early to start. And then my hope is working with business owners that they see that as a business owner, you need to know your numbers like you, whether or not you're pulling it yourself, but you're still having a meeting every week to go over it mm -hmm. and make decisions based on it. And two, they don't, or three, I guess, they don't have to be scary. Numbers don't have to be scary as a business owner, figure out a way that makes it digestible for you, make it look pretty, have a team member help create a dashboard for you. Um, but you have to be looking at it on a regular basis and it can become fun. I've worked with people who now are excited to look at the numbers, right? Because they, they like looking at the dashboards and their brand colors yeah. are presented on the dashboards and it just becomes part of the weekly process. And so, making data-driven decisions is really at the end of the day, the only way to scale your business. Cause otherwise yeah. you're just kind of guessing, like, I guess I should do this or like, maybe I should spend money here. Cause that's what other people are doing, but the numbers yeah. will kind of help guide you. And I'll tell you, it really does make a difference. Like when we were looking at even social media numbers and we, for the longest time, when we put up a, a thing about our podcast, we would do this little graphic and graphic designer did it and look very polished, look very nice. And so we were actually doing, we had Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks from Shark Tank on the show. And we put up our weekly thing of our podcast is airing and blah, blah, blah. And then because of the nature of who he was and that, you know, we wanted to milk it a little bit more. And he was just a, such a wonderful guest and brought such value and told such amazing stories. We put up another post. And on the second post, it was a selfie of me and him. And then we put like, in, he's on the computer screen. So it's not like we're, I have pictures of me with him physically. It's how I got him on the show. But um, in this case, I'm in front of my screen. He's behind, he's smiling. And then we just put a little border around it. And it was unbelievable. The numbers, like it was something like 12 to one ratio of me and him in the selfie, even though he was on the computer versus the high-end graphic that I paid to get done that looked more polished. And we would have never, never known that had we not compared the numbers. Like exactly. I would have thought this one looks more professional. We paid to make this little banner. Thank you very much. We're done. And then the selfie did so much better. And it's like, well, that was a game changer. And it really was obviously because we looked at the numbers. Yeah. And I see people spending all of the time, uh, people spending money all of the time having designers build yeah. out landing pages, sales pages, and those are valuable. But yeah. if you, if you don't see the numbers increase and like something's not resonating with your yeah. audience, even though yeah. you feel attached to that page, cause you spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. If the numbers don't back it up, then you need to make adjustments. And then when you do make adjustments, the numbers then show what's working and what's not working. 
Yeah. And so it does take kind of like that emotional, like, oh, I love this page or I love this graphic, but it's not performing as well as I thought. And so then right. you can make changes based on what the numbers are showing you. Well, Carolyn, these are wise words and, you know, we should have <laughs> known them a lot sooner, but sometimes you have to, sometimes I like to say to people, oh, I know I, I, I forgot I knew that. That's right. So, and common sense has to be brought to the forefront every once in a while. All right. Where can people find more of your brilliance? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Carolyn O'Brien strategist. Um, my website is carolynobrienobm.com and I have some resources on there for business owners looking to get started with metrics and get a better understanding of them. Perfect. And we'll make sure to include all that in the show notes and everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.